back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. On Monday, we considered the example of Saul to see how pride can blind a man in his arrogance to think that he is living for God when he is not, thus destroying his worship to the Lord. Today, we will consider how true humility or as we would call it here at Recharge Radio, true humility can be an incredible boon to your worship of God. I would go so far to say that you cannot worship the Lord without such humility in your life. Let us turn our attention to David, the second king of Israel, who came after bitter Saul. He is a man who demonstrates the power of humility before God. So let us return to 1 Samuel. But now we move to chapter 17. For the setting, the war between the Israelites and the Philistines rage on, and now they stand face to face. Out of the Philistine camp comes their champion, a man named Goliath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was clothed with scale armor, which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He also had bronze greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron. His shield carrier also walked before him. Now this is a description of a literal giant of a man. Towering over all men and instilling fear in the hearts of the Israelites, and Goliath issues a challenge, an opportunity to fight one-on-one with any man that dares to stand against him. Then comes David, who was at this time a shepherd's son, unimpressive in size and strength. With neither armor nor a sword, he accepted Goliath's challenge while every other man cowered in fear. As he approved the giant, He took a simple stone, loading it into his little sling, and slung it at Goliath, killing him in one blow, bringing a grand victory to Israel on that day. But how did this happen? How did David pull it off? What prompted him to even attempt such a dangerous battle? There are so many questions that are rolling through our heads at this point. So to get a better look into the mind of David and what he was thinking, let's listen to his own words right before he struck Goliath down. In verse 45, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted this day. The Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Here we see that the deciding factor wasn't David's strength, his intelligence, or even his piety, but his 
true humility, or as we, again, like to call it, his true humility. His sole focus and purpose was the honor of the Lord. Take a look at verse 45 again. We see that David could not let Goliath dishonor the Lord any longer with his taunting. So he took a stand for the Lord so that the whole assembly will know that God will not take taunting sitting down. This humility is also evident not only in the pursuit and motivation, but also in the follow through. Because even as David acts, he recognizes that it is ultimately the Lord who is moving. In verse 46 and 47, David clearly states that it is the Lord who will deliver Goliath and ultimate victory into his hands. That is amazing. David's true humility is evident in his focus on God's honor as opposed to his own honor and also in understanding that God will be the one to defend his own honor even if David is the one the Lord uses. And the Lord does use David mightily. Not only does God use David to bring about victory to Israel that day, but David will go on to become the king of a powerful and prosperous nation. And so, again, on Monday, I had mentioned Proverbs 29, verse 13, which says, A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. Saul's pride brought him low, but David's humility brought him honor. And in the same manner, do you want to be an effective Christian for the kingdom of God? Then, humble yourself before him, understanding the same two truths as David did in his battle with Goliath. Make God's honor the end of your life and trust that God will be the one to use you in defending himself. For you are most effective when you are most focused upon the Lord. And bringing it back to your ministries and to the ways that you serve in the local body, are you discouraged when the results are different than what you had expected? Well, take a moment to humble yourself before the Lord. If we truly understand what our goal is and who's the one ultimately bringing forth the results, we would be content with any result. A humble Christian is never discouraged for his confidence is in God and not himself. Fret not. Establish that humility in your life and you will be effective for him. Thanks for tuning in to Recharge Radio today. I pray that you are encouraged and think about your worship to God. As always, if you have any questions or comments, send them our way at rechargeradio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim, signing off until next time.